This is Curry Kids. Hank the Cow Dog. The Case of the Coyote Invasion. Chapter 3. We launch the mission. The bird feeder was waiting, and the parade of bird had moved into high gear. I mean, I had never dreamed that we had so many deadbeat mucho birds on the ranch. Dozens of them, hundreds of them even. But before I could put my plan into action, I had to make sure that you know who wasn't looking out of the kitchen window and her radar eyes weren't working. Uh, maybe you'd forgotten about Sally Mae Factor, but I hadn't. This was the one part of the plan over which I had no control. If she ha was hovering around the window, we would have to cancel the mission. See, long-term experience with Sally Mae had made me cautious. Just when you think she's not around, she'll come flying out of the door and nail you to the broom. A guy can't afford to be careless, but our intelligence reports gives us reason for hope. Remember that that she was planning on going to town. If she was going to town, she would have, have to get ready. And if she had to get ready, she wouldn't be lurking around the kitchen window. Pretty shrewd, huh? You bet. Before sending troops over the wall, we did a procedure called casing the joint. It's a special technique we use in our work, and it means walking around the area, looking uh, very casual, whistling a little tune, and pretending to be doing, well, nothing. Just taking a stroll and enjoying the morning air. When it's done right, any witnesses on the scenery will think, well, there's a normal dog doing normal things. No witnesses would ever think that dog is fixing to jump into the yard and burglarize the bird feeder. After casing the joint for five minutes, I came up with the answer I had been looking for. Sally Mae had left the kitchen, and we had a go for the mission. The only witnesses to the crime, the uh, mission would be a bunch of brainless Tweety birds, and who pays attention to them? Nobody. The time had come. I squared my enormous shoulders and filled my tanks with the fresh supply of carbo de Digo where I was going, I would end, I would need it. I turned toward the east, paced up the yard fence, went into a deep crouch, and launched myself over the top. Inside the yard, I paused to re, uh, rekindle the situation and switch on the microphone of my mind. Control, this is right, this is righteous. We have boots on the ground. Repeat, we have boots on the ground and no sign of Sally Mae. Request permission to proceed with the mission. Over. The radio crackled and I heard the voice of control. Uh, Roger. Righteous, we copy. You have permission to proceed. Good hunting. Roger. That control, we're going on. I crept forward until I came to the post on which the feeder was perched. I rolled my gaze upward and saw five red birds looking down at me with puzzled expressions. I lifted my lips into a snarl and growled. 
take a hike, you slackers. One nice thing about birds is that they're all chickens. Uh, let me rephrase that. The birds I saw weren't actually chickens. They were cardinals. But uh, at a deeper level, they were chicken-hearted. Yeah, that was the important information. For it meant that when push came to shove, they would run from a fight. And they did. When they saw my fangs gleaming in the morning sun, they wanted none of me and flew away. Okay, they didn't actually run from a fight. Uh, they flew. But the result was the same. We were able to secure the bird feeder without casualties, bloodshed, or the kind of barking, squawking, or flapping of them midst around suspicion in the side of the house. At that point, I activated pump one and two and went into hydraulic lift on the hind legs, making no more noise than a moose. Mouse, I should say. I rose into the air until I was able to rest my front paws on the metal platform. There, I switched off pumps and began probing the feeder with uh, nostril sensors. Sniff, sniff. Lines of data flashed across the console of my mind. Millet barley. Oats, several unidentified types of grain, high-quality bird food, worth capturing. Well, that what that's what we needed to know. I leaned closer and activated our robot tongue and mechanism, unrolling three inches of tongue just enough to do the job without getting ourselves overextended. The tongue mechanism moved out, entered the pile of grain, and formed a curl on the end. This was a pretty delicate procedure. Imagine a dog operating a robot arm from inside the cabin of a spaceship. You're sitting there, surrounded by switches and blinking lights, and you have a control lever in each hand. Through the window, you can see the robot arm out there in space, and everything is done without with instruments. Same deal here. Very delicate procedure. See, once you've put a curl in the end of the tongue, you have a, a reverse the hydraulics and bring the tongue back home, dragging a little pile of product. In these operations, we don't describe the material we're retrieving. We just call it a product. Why? Because. I'm not sure. I, I guess it sounds more official when you call it a product instead of a bird seed. Um, um, wh where were we? Oh, yes. A very delicate procedure. Retrieving product, slowly, inch by inch, we maneuvered the robot tongue back to the ship and swept the first load into the receiving bay, <laughs> the mouth. There we were, went to jaws and teeth and began proceeding, processing the seeds. Hmm. Um, they tasted exactly like, well, bird seed, but not bad. Pretty good, in fact. Better than the pitiful pellets that came out of the sack of cheapo dog food. I mean, okay, we would go back for another load. Out went the robot tongue. Activate curl. Draw back. Docking. Capture. Process product. Over and over. It was slow, tedious, back-breaking work, but well worth the effort. Hey, I had no idea that birdseed was so good. Why had we been wasting it on the birds? As I recall, we were 
deep into the mission and had uh, the process going, 15 loads of product went in pro- problem arose. Two shrieking Blue Jays began dive bombing the command module. Have we discussed Blue Jays? Maybe not. They are the most obnoxious birds on the ranch. Unlike the Cardinals and Sparrows and other birds, they will fight over food. And when they swoop down and peck you on the head, you know you've been pecked. We took two hits right away. I went into the emergency frequency. Control, we have a problem. Enemy Blue Jays, they came out of nowhere. Ouch. Ow. They're not kidding. Over. The voice on the radio said, Second boy, give it to him. Okay, we got a chance, a clearance to fire back. We rigged for combat. Laser guided tooth cannons, VHF radar, the whole nine yards. The birds were fixing to pay a price for their foolish behavior. They swooped up into the air, made a circle, and came back for another bombing run. We had them on our radar all the way. Bearing 250, range 15 yards and closing fast. Flood tubes 1 and 3 and fire electrically. Here they came. We launched our missiles and, well, missed. Uh, somehow the pesky things slipped through and out. Landed a lucky shot or two. Okay, five or six, right on top of my head. Okay, that did it. This was war. Hank the cow dog does not take trash off of Blue Jays. Our missiles and torpedoes had failed, so it was time to go to the old-fashioned hand-to-hand combat. Swords, knives, clubs, you name it. I swiveled myself around. Crash. Huh? Did you hear that? Maybe not, because you weren't there, but I heard it. A loud crashing sound, almost as though... Oops, you you know the bird feeder wasn't bolted down to the platform and somehow in all the smoke and confusion of combat, I must uh, nudged it off the stand, so to speak, and there it lay on the ground beside a scatter of bird seed. Oops. Then another sound broke the eerie silence, the sound of a door opening. I wasn't sure I wanted to see this, but, well, we needed to know what sort of crisis we were facing. Slowly, I turned my eyes towards the house, and, oh no, it was her! There she stood on the porch, half her hair up in curls and the other half, well, looking a lot like a buzzard's nest. She wore a robe and slippers, and maybe she had just stepped out of the shower in her a uh, hand she carried, was that a gun? Uh, no, only a hairbrush. Whew. A wide range of emotions flashed across her face. Astonishment, anger, rage, fury. But then, holy smoke, she started laughing. Alfred came quick and bring the... Alfred, come quick and bring the camera. You've got to see this. Your father's dog is eating birdseed. You know, sometimes a guy doesn't know what to do. Run? Hide? Pose for the camera? It was very confusing. But as I always say, when Sally Mae laughing and not swinging her broom, things could be worse. Okay, she wanted a picture, so I ignored all my instincts to run and 
waited for the camera to arrive. It was very stressful being there alone with Sally Mae. After several moments of laughing, she got control of herself and said, Hank, what on earth are you doing? Well, that was, that was hard to explain. See, her husband had dumped garbage into my dog bowl, and I'd been watching those birds, and they were gobbling all of her feed, and, oh, brother, there was no way I could explain it. Uh, there was one of those moments when a dog has to hope that his people will try to understand. Little Alfred came flying out the door. When he saw me, he burst out laughing. <laughs> he was eating out of the bird feeder. Oh, brother. Sally Mae held up the camera and snapped a picture. So now they had photographic record of Hank the Cowdog in one of the most awkward moments. Great. Well, the camera session was over. And what I was supposed to do now? Sally Mae stood on the porch for a long moment, biting back her smile, rolling her eyes and shaking her head. Then she looked at me straight in the eyes and said, this is a direct quote. She said, Hank... You are so dumb. Yes, ma'am. Now get out of my yard and don't come back. Hike. Scat. Yes, ma'am. I swept up the, pa the pieces of my shattered dignity, held my head out a proud angle, and marched away of the shameful episode. It almost broke my heart when I heard little Alfred say, I can't wait to tell Dad. Great, everyone on the ranch would know about it and I would be hearing about it until the end of time. Guys, I hope you have a good day. I don't know if you guys got to do any schoolwork or just hang out, but I hope it was a good day. I love you. Let me pray for you. Dear Jesus, I pray for Ellie, Cameron, Dexton. I pray that they sleep good, help them to have a good night's rest. I pray that Ellie and Dexon come to know you as Savior. Let that be a special day for them where you introduce yourself. Help Cameron to grow in wisdom and in stature and in favor with you and others. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you guys. Y'all sleep good. Night-night.